The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Can we lift up our hands to him? Oh, mighty God, our hearts are expectant this morning. And we just thank you for transformation. We thank you for more than enough. We thank you for light this morning. We thank you for revelation. We thank you in the name of Jesus because our lights are turned on this morning. We will see as we ought to see. We will know what we ought to know. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for illumination in our hearts today. Oh, Father, we thank you. Can we wave our hands to him? Holy Spirit of God, I ask you to think through my mind and speak through me this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're happy to be in church this morning, give God a big shout of praise. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's have our seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. I'll just start this morning. The theme for, you know, the service or for this series of meetings is more than enough. I'll just read to us very quickly from Psalm 126. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Hallelujah. Do we have members of Zion here? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. Hallelujah. Is somebody ready to laugh? Somebody is ready for some good laughter. And our tongue with singing, then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for King's Word. Hallelujah. The Lord had done great things for King's Word. You can put your name there. The Lord had done great things for us whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, our streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goes forth and weep in very precious seed shall doubtless come back with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people know they are in for restoration in this season? How many people know that this second half is going to be better than the first half? How many people know that their part is going to shine brighter and brighter until the perfect day? Hallelujah. Psalm 66 and verse 12. It said, you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you have brought us out into a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Say, God has brought me out into a wealthy place hallelujah god has brought us into a wealthy place and we're excited about that hallelujah in romans chapter 4 and verse 16 bible talking about the promises of god it says therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed hallelujah not to that only which is of the law but to that which is of the faith of abraham who is the father of us all hallelujah it is of faith so that it can be by grace so that the promise promises of god can be sure can be certain hallelujah to all the seed meaning each one of us hallelujah second peter chapter 1 and verse 4 it says it has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises so that by this we can partake of his divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lost praise god Hallelujah. The promises of God have been given to us. Say the promises of God have been given to me. And the promises of God were given to you so that you can have everything he has said. And God has done it in a way that he has made it of faith so that you can be sure that those promises will be yours. 
All of us were not born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Hallelujah. But thank God we were born into the covenant. Hallelujah. Thank God because we are born into God's family. Hallelujah. And that relationship that we have with God brings us into a place where we can have access to all that God has. Regardless of our upbringing, regardless of who our parents are, regardless of what you have done or where you have been, you can have all the promises of God if you will just believe him. Hallelujah. And that is why Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, Romans 1 17 talks about the fact that the just shall live by faith. We have been called to a lifestyle of faith. We have been called to a lifestyle of faith. This is how we live. There's a, you know, you know, um, evil people, there's a way, we know them for certain things, right? Their trade, their enterprise, right? It's a manner of life for them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the same way, faith has to become a lifestyle for the believer. It ought to be the way we live. It's not just um, how we access what God wants to give to us. It has to be how we live day in, day out. A lifestyle of faith is what we have been called to. Hallelujah. And we know that when we live a life of faith, we can have victories. And victories upon victories. The good thing is that you can always reproduce victories. Without a victory before, you can have it again. If you desire new victories, you can always have it again. If you are committed to the lifestyle of faith. You know, some of us in church, maybe you are in that place where you are still struggling. There was a time in life where we were struggling financially. And then I began to ask myself, is it that they taught me something about faith and I've forgotten it? Or maybe I didn't quite understand everything that they taught me. Or maybe there is something that I'm missing out in my application of faith. And sometimes that is just what we need to do. That place where you just want to look deeply and say what it is that... I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we assume that we understand what we have been taught. Glory to God. And I took a book and um, went on a retreat for two or three days. I picked a book on faith, you know, and I began to read it. And in the course of reading it, I was able to see that there were some things I was actually not doing. (laughs) Glory to God. Then I was able to see that I just needed to hear from God. There were some instructions that I needed to carry out that not, you know, carry out. I needed to hear what God was saying about my specific situation. Hallelujah. So one of the things I learned from my own personal life that sometimes it's not just I've found scriptures and I'm declaring them. Sometimes there's, just, there's an instruction that needs to be carried out. And all of this needs to be brought together to have the results that we desire. Glory to God. And the story, the long story, cut short, is that we had victory. One of the things that God, I discovered was that the first thing God told me was to ask some of the men, grown-up men and ladies that were staying in our house to go. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? We're struggling financially. We had up to maybe four or six other adults or something. That were staying with us, and it did not occur to us that it was a problem. But one of the things that God opened my eyes to was that we had to let go of the people that were staying with us. So that was the first step we did. We asked everybody staying with us to go. And then we realized that the provision that God brought away was actually enough for us and our children, and He was able to take care of us without the extra luggage that we were carrying. 
Hallelujah. The next step that God gave to me, a direction, was to tell my former boss that I wanted to get back to work. I'd left um, my workplace about two years earlier, you know, for full-time ministry. You know, then God began to deal my heart about deal with me about getting back to work. And he said I should tell my former boss in my office who came to my house and told me, Taye, when you left, I cried. You did not tell me. So it was a hard thing for me to do. Hallelujah. And I remember I went to his office and said, well, then, okay, my, my, my God told me to listen to my husband. That was the instruction he gave me. Maybe he knows that Taye has a problem sometimes with hearing. So God had to tell me, listen to your husband. So then I, my husband was on and now said, go and tell your former boss. It wasn't God that told me to tell my former boss. Or my husband that told me to tell my former boss. Or God told me, listen to your husband. Because God had told me to listen to my husband, I knew I had to listen to, the, to what he told me, which was to tell my former boss. So I had to go to my former boss, and I remember telling him, you know, I just want to see you, and, um, you know, the reason why I'm here is because my husband said I should tell you something, and the reason I'm telling you is because God said I should listen to my husband. <laughs> Glory to God. Long and short was that within, I'm not sure it was up to two weeks, I got this job that I've been doing, just instruction and just hidden instruction. So sometimes the reasons things have not been working is not because you have not been standing or confessing. Maybe there's just an instruction that you need to heed. Hallelujah. Are we together? Now, one of the things that God laid in my heart to address this morning is just what do we have in our hearts? You know, when Jesus, each time Jesus was talking, either to his disciples or to the Pharisees, you know, he kept speaking based on what they were thinking. He kept addressing thoughts. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say with me, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a way you are currently thinking. Are we together? They learn to be falling due. And then it's not like you're excited that it will be paid. You know, you're just having concerns that it will not be paid. And oftentimes it's that we're not thinking glory to God is paid for. We're thinking how shall these things get paid for? Is that not so? We will not be able to do this. Because based on our salary, we cannot afford it. This is what the doctor has said. And because this is what the doctor has said, then allow this to begin to guard my expectation. So we are thinking based on what the doctor has said. These days you don't even need to go to the hospital before you know what the doctor has said. Just check Google. By the time you check Google, Google says this is what it is, and you're already thinking in a particular way because this is what Google has said. Hallelujah. So... God is asking me to ask you this morning, what is abundant in your heart? Because Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. The reason sometimes we are not having the results we ought to have is because we are already stuck in our thought life. With things the doctors have told us, with things our teachers have told us, with things that life has told us, our experiences, the things that you have been through, has told you certain things, and because of that, it has formed our expectations. 
Some people think I will never be able to get a good job. So unconsciously, they don't even apply for the good ones when it shows up. Because they won't get it anyway. Why? Because the last time they applied to GT, they said no. Then it said no. So because of that, let me just try with all the other uh, mushroom companies that are around. Then some people decide to just look at the situation and say, maybe God is just trying to teach me something. Those kind of things are sometimes the reason why our faith is not producing as it ought to. Because our thought, what we have in our heart, you know, is wrong and needs to be changed. Are we together? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34 to 37, that a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, you know, brings forth good things. It also says in that passage of scripture that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to know what you really have in your heart, what you have been thinking about, you just need to watch yourself and listen to yourself. In your conversation with your friends, not with Pastor T. We can package when we come to the pastors. Some of us package when we come to the pastors. I know that we also have some of us that just say, let me just tell you that it is, when it is because this is pastor. Glory to God. But from what you are saying and how you are saying it, you really can know what you are thinking. And there is a problem with that. There is a problem with thinking thoughts that are not in alignment with the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the first steps that, we had, that we had, I had to take in my personal journey of faith is to make up my mind that the word of God will be the final authority. I'm not sure whether it's all of us in this place that have made that pledge, that allegiance to that word. That the word of God will be the final authority in my life. That it's not the economy that will dictate my experiences, my life or my lot in life, that is going to be the word of God. Have you made such a decision? That when you get to the doctor and the doctor is saying jargons, permit me, hallelujah, because anything that is contrary to healing and health ultimately is what? Jargon. When the doctor is saying what they have told him to do based on the natural, because I don't just rule my life based on the natural. We have been called to a life of faith. It's a supernatural lifestyle. Hallelujah. So I've decided up front. It's not when you get to the doctor's office that you are trying to decide whether you want to believe what he's saying or not. You need to make a decision up front that begins to guide your interpretation and your responses to life each point in time, which is that I have decided that God's word is final authority in my life, then if he says it, then I believe it. If he doesn't say so, then I don't believe it, period. And so when you show up in that doctor's office, you first of all remind yourself, I have chosen to esteem the word of God in this situation. It's the final authority. This doctor does not have the final say. I went to the hospital, I think it was last year, you know, and the doctor said I had vitri, whether it's LIGO or LIGO, and then my body cells were changing. And that is one of the things, the reason why I started what you have in your heart is because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and we are ensnared by the words of our mouth. I remember I was making up in the bathroom one day, and I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I said, ah, I think I like to be a, a shade lighter. So usually when I buy my foundation, I will buy a shade that is a little lighter than my real color. 
But I did not know that I got ensnared by that word. Do you know what happened? The pigment, the pigment producing cells in my body, they did what? They stopped producing color. Are we together? So there were now patches here and there, here and there on my laps, at the back of my legs. So I remember I just got to work and none of my colleagues looked at me and said, what is that? Then I looked at it. I saw there was a problem. I couldn't wear miniskirts. I couldn't wear short things. Then I went to the doctor, and the doctor looked at, it was on this hand, it was on this. I said, ah, this thing is asymmetrical. It is this, it is that, it's here, it's here, it's here. And I said, so what are we going to do? He said, well, that is a 50-50% chance. I might start a chemo. If I want to start a chemo, I can start right away. But even that is not guaranteed. There's 50-50% chance. And I just offered just running. And the devil said, this is what you'll be doing this year, trying to get well. And when I heard that, you know, I knew that was the voice of the devil. I said, this is what he called to Mama Agbolele. Said this is Satan. Hallelujah. So immediately I knew it was Satan. I said, okay, so we're not going to start no chemo. We are not even sure it will work anyway. And it's better for me to keep my money and go back to the scriptures. To the glory of God, all that nonsense stopped. Disappeared. Everything is normal. You know, I traveled to the UK. I almost started looking for what the kind of things I wear that will be able to accommodate that kind of condition. But when I realized that it can even happen on the face, I realized there was no need. <laughs> I had to go back to the word. Glory to God. Thank God for the word of God. So I said all that to say that we need to have the right disposition to the word of God. There's a right disposition to the word of God. There's a wrong disposition to the word of God. The right disposition is to bring yourself to that place where you are willing to embrace the word of God. You are willing to allow the word of God to influence every single aspect of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the attitude you need to come with when you come to church. This word I'm hearing, I want it to influence my thinking. I want it to influence my action. I want to influence my life. And I'm already deciding what steps I'm going to take after the service. That is the attitude to the word. Glory to God. Now, in Matthew chapter 13, there were some people that, you know, you saw the works of Jesus, heard about Jesus. And he, he, this was their attitude. Is this not the carpenter's son? It's not his mother called Mary. And his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence art all this man this day, these things? And they were offended in him. That was an inappropriate response. Hallelujah. And some people come to church and have that inappropriate response sometimes. But I believe they didn't come to church today. Or that when everybody just got to the door this morning, they just changed their responses. Glory to God. But it was an inappropriate response. They were offended in him. They turned away from the miracles. They saw the miracles. Where did this man have all those things? And instead of embracing it and say, how can we be partaker of these things? They turned away. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, the prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. The Bible says he could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief will stop us from receiving the things that God has planned for us. A wrong attitude to the minister, to the minister of the message. Why is my life like this? And somebody just gets angry. Say, why is he asking, why is my life like this? He has just turned off from the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't despise the messenger. Don't despise the miracles. Now, some people get to that place where they are disinterested because some trouble persisted. They actually started out in faith, 
you know, but it's like they are trying to believe God and try this and try that. And it's like things did not work over a long period of time. So when they come to church on Sunday morning, I'm just coming before if I don't come. Pastor Susan will call me. That's also why I'm coming. So they see that in church so that Pastor Susan, <laughs> I'm around, you know, and that is it. But in the hearing of the message that is proceeding from the altar, they are absent. Why? Because hope deferred, right, makes the heart sick. And that is the reason why some people are depressed, have depression. They are turned away from the word. But not you in the name of Jesus Christ. Some other people run with that word temporarily. They're excited. Oh, this second half is going to be better. Yes. Then they get to their office the next day and they hear a news that seems to suggest that that word might not be true. Or that is contrary to what that prophecy is saying. And then they begin to waver. Hallelujah. Some others in church are just at that place where God has been just so good to them that they have just packed where they are at. So as the word is coming in, God has blessed us. This place is good. But God is saying that you have been on that mountain for too long. You have circled that mountain long enough. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. Tell somebody for me it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. Hallelujah. I'll just read them um, from Job. He says, I've not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I've esteemed the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. These are the attitude that we need to have to the word of God. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, I have longed for thy salvation, O God, and your law is my delight. And here Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So there's an attitude Hallelujah. To the word that we must all have. There is a response to it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, faith is being sure that we will get what we hope for. That's what Hebrews 11 1 says. Faith is the... Hallelujah. Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The International Standard Version says faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come. And the certainty that we... That what we cannot see exists. How many people like that? The assurance that what we hope for will come about. And the certainty that what we cannot see exists. Are there people in this place this morning that hope for something? That, ha that still have a hope? Glory to God. Glory to God. That assurance is what substantiates what we hope for and guarantees the delivery of our miracles. Hallelujah. Faith is the assurance that you will have what you hope for. Are we together? That assurance is what gives substance to that which you hope for. That is what gives substance to it. That is what substantiates it. Hallelujah. That is what guarantees the delivery of your hope. The things that you want God to do, your expectation is what we call hope. Again, I ask, how many people have hope this morning? Do you know there are people that come to church and they don't have hope? Hallelujah. Sometimes we have hope because they are just pressing things in our lives and that just need to go away. They are disturbing us. 
health issues, a family member's health issues, personal health issues, finances, and so on. So we're having an expectation, you know, maybe that we're hoping that this, this bill will get paid and so on. But there are some people that are just at that place where they're just there. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm trusting God that everybody in this place today will begin to get hope. Even if you did not have hope when you came to church, even if you were hopeless, this morning the word of God will ignite hope in your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 18, it says, Who against hope believed in hope, talking about Abraham, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Against hope. Somebody believed in hope. I hope they are projecting for me. Against hope, Father Abraham believed in hope so that he could become what was spoken. Hallelujah. And that tells me that there are two kinds of hope. There is the natural hope, right? There is supernatural hope. Natural hope sometimes and usually disappoints us. You cannot take your life based on natural hope. That I go to school, I go to university, there was a particular time in Nigeria. If you go to university, they are sure that when you come out of university, there is a job waiting for you. Am I right or am I right? Praise God. But not anymore. So you can't go to university and necessarily just hope that you will get a job. There was a time people had hope that if I have a 2-1 or a first class, I will get a very good job. But that is not always the case anymore. So natural hope will sometimes fail. And that is why the best kind of hope you can run your life by is hope that is obtained from the word of God. The good thing is, um, Hebrews 11 says, faith is the word, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The same word that produces faith in your heart, first of all, produces what? A hope, a expect, an expectation. Hallelujah. The word of God can produce an expectation in your heart. So when you have gone for interviews and interviews and they have said no, if you look into the word of God, you can begin to see a reason why the next interview will be different or a reason why you should be the next uh, entrepreneur and that you will flourish in the land. Are we together? The word of God can tell you that regardless of how many times you had failed in the past, that this session you can exceed and you can pass exceedingly. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Because that was what happened for Father Abraham. Both himself and um, Sarah, they were already past age when it comes to childbearing. The womb of Sarah was already dead. But you know that both of them received power even to have a child. And they did have that child of promise. Against hope. They believed in hope. Glory to God. So if you're in church this morning... You really have, you don't have anything that you are looking forward to or all your expectation is just around bills. For some people, the devil has just packed them in a place. Just be moving from one bill payment to the other. All their hope is around bill payment. Ah, the devil is a liar. Because you are more than that. You are more than that. Bible says it will bless you so much and in you the families of the earth will be blessed. That is your promise. God wants to do much more than pay your house rent or your children's school fees or give you food on the table. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be a blessing. He wants you to take the gospel to the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. When you get into the word of God, you begin to form a new image, a new expectation, a new picture will begin to build in your heart. It doesn't matter what your past has been like. Hallelujah. The word of God can construct a new image in you. And you can have a hope. And you can have a hope. Beyond paying bills. Beyond just getting by. God wants us to live a life of more than enough. He wants us to live a life of abundance. Of his fullness we have received and grace for grace. The Bible says that the cattle upon a thousand hills belongs to our God. We have been called to a life of ease. A life of abundance. And that is the kind of life you ought to live. Say that is the kind of life. That is the kind of life. I choose to live. Glory to God. Glory to God. The best of God is not in your past. The part of the just shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. You can have more. You can be more. You can see more. You can have more. And you should have. Says the Lord God of your fathers will make you a thousand times more than you are right now. Says God will give you increase more and more. Says God will multiply you. It says the righteous will flourish in the land. How many righteous people are here? Hallelujah. Say, I flourish. I'm a righteous man. I'm experiencing increase and multiplication. I'm experiencing more and more, more and more. I don't pack here. I don't pack here. My power is shining brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I've been through water. I've been through fire. But in the name of Jesus, he's bringing me into my wealth of place, into a room of place, into a place of great prosperity. In the name of Jesus, it's my year of elevation. I'm experiencing a better second half. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm growing. I continue to grow until I become exceedingly great. I can't be stopped. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. In the name of Jesus, I declare I have more and more and more. By the grace of God, I'm abounding in every good thing. And by the grace of God, I'm abounding in every good thing. I abound in the favor of God. I abound in the wisdom of God. I abound in the help of God. Doors are opening up for me and I'm stepping right in. It's my season of supernatural elevation. In the name of Jesus, my season of supernatural opportunities. In the name of Jesus, I'm stepping in. God is opening doors for me and I'm stepping right in. I'm advancing. I'm advancing every day. My path shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter I arise and shine my light has come the glory of the Lord is risen upon me I'm not moved by situations and circumstances I'm not moved by things I'm not packing here I'm not packing here I'm moving forward
for me. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. And who is the King of glory? The Lord that is strong and mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts is his name. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. 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 Let's have a seat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now we need to understand that hope will come from the word of God. Spend time in the word. Hope will come. Expectation will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope will come. You suddenly realize that I'm more than this. I can be more. I don't just have to be a petty trader. I can own stores in Lagos Island. I can buy up the next store. I can buy up the next store. I can be an importer and an exporter. In the name of Jesus, you begin to get new vision when he begins to tell you about nations. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. You spend time in the word. The word of God will produce hope in you. You produce an expectation. Next, the word of God will produce faith in you. Hallelujah. When you spend time in that word, see, I choose to spend time in the word of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say it with me, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith comes by what? Reading the word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of what? Your mouth. A vital part of your hearing, of your faith formation process, is in your hearing. Hearing messages that pastors have preached, that are recorded on videos, being in a live meeting like this, hearing. Listening to those messages in your house, hearing. Aside all that everybody else has preached that you are hearing from outside, is your own hearing by that book of the law, not departing out of what? Your mouth. As you're speaking that word, you are doing what? Hearing it. See, as I'm speaking that word, I'm hearing it. And what is coming? Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. When you hear other preachers and when you hear yourself preaching the word of God. And that's for some people in this place, that is the decision they need to make this morning. To begin to just give voice to that word. They have been using their ears, hallelujah, to hear that word, but they need to begin to use their mouth to hear that word. See, I need to begin to use my mouth to hear that word. You understand that? I need to begin to use my own mouth for a lot of people in this place for quite a number. It's that mouth part. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you get what I said? He says the book should not depart from your mouth. So he did not just say read it with your eyes. Put it in your mouth. Say it again and again and again. What is happening? Faith is coming. Faith is coming. After a while of speaking that word, you get promises concerning the different issues, the different things you want to deal with, the different mountains you want to deal with. You get scriptures. If you can't get it alone, talk to your pastor. They will help you through that process. You will identify scripture that addresses the situations that you want, you know, moved. Mountains you want moved. Situations you want fixed. Identify the scriptures. 
Once you identify the promises, then you begin to do what? Put the book of the law in your put the book of the law, put the book of the law where? In your mouth. It has to be in your mouth. Not just in the mouth of the preacher. It must be in your mouth so that you can hear it. Hallelujah. Because faith works as a seed. Hallelujah. 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 You've got to put it in your mouth. And after putting it in your mouth and faith has come, you've got to release it again by putting it in your mouth, by speaking it. To plant it. Say, I speak to plant. I speak to plant. In the natural, if you want to eat, you take food and put it in your mouth and start chewing it, right? In the, in the, in the spiritual, if you want to feed your spirit, what do you do? You speak words. You speak words. That is how to get the word of God into your heart. You speak it. The Lord is my shepherd. I live in overflow. I have abundance. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. So I see myself living a life of abundance. I see myself, because if you are lying down in green pastures, it's not a hungry, it's not a hungry sheep that is lying down in green pastures. He has eaten, he has overfed, and is now lying down. He's already satisfied. Hallelujah. I see myself lying down in green pastures. It restores my soul. You put it in your mouth. The Lord is my shepherd. I have direction. He leads me. I know what to do. I know with whom to do. I'm, you know, you begin to speak those things. Hallelujah. He orders my steps. The Lord is giving me increase more and more. Hallelujah. Now, where seed is not planted, can a farmer, if, have you seen a farmer saying, I'm going to, to the farm? So what are you going to do? We don't remember you planted. Say, I'm just hoping that when I get to the farm, that there will just be something waiting for me. What do you think will be waiting for him? Air weeds, thorns and, th thorns and thistles. Hallelujah. But that is how some believers live, but they, they did not come to church this morning. Because the believers that are in church this morning, they hear the word of God and plant it. <clears throat> Glory to God. Mark chapter 4 and verse 26, it says, The kingdom of God is as a man should cast seed into, into the ground. And you sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. You know it not how. The heart brings forth food, fruit of itself. First the blade, the hair, then the full corn in the hair. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately put in the sickle because harvesters come. And in Luke chapter 17, verse 6, the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to this mountain, Be thou plucked up by the root and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Are we together? Are we together? The first part of that process is forming faith in your heart through the process of hearing. And of which that hearing includes hearing ministers, hearing yourself speak the word of God. Hallelujah. That particularly addresses the things that you are believing for. The next part is planting that seed in declaration and confession, you know, concerning the specific situation. It's the speaking to the mountain with faith in your heart. According to Mark 11, hallelujah. Mark 11, verse 22, 23. Jesus said to them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Glory to God. Glory to God. The first thing that he said in Mark eleven twenty two is that have faith in God or have the faith of God. Tell your neighbor for me, have the faith of God. The faith of God is faith that is planted as a seed. Hallelujah. 
The faith of God is faith that is spoken. And that is what um, Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says. As it is written, talking about Abraham, I've made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Say with me, God calls those things that be not as though they were. So somebody has a situation like I had that situation in my body that was called vitiligo. I began to confess the resurrection and the life because they had told me that the pigment producing cells were dead or they were not working. So I had to start, I got scriptures and resurrection and life. Hallelujah. And scriptures, if the same spirit that, um, that, uh, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead draws in me, it will also give life to my mortal body. I began to confess I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him will not die. Even if he dies, he will live again. I began to confess about the resurrection and the life. Are we together? Are we together? The symptoms were there. But the word of God prevailed. Bible says so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The word of God has the ability to prevail over every negative situation or circumstance you might be facing. Just get that word into your heart. Put it in your mouth. Steady, stay long enough until you are persuaded. And when you are persuaded, begin to speak to that mountain. And that mountain doesn't have any choice but to listen to you. And you've got to believe that what you say will come to pass. Glory to God. Because Isaiah 55, that's the faith of God. Have faith in God. Have the faith of God. Isaiah 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. This is God speaking. Hello. You need to listen to this. Pin drop. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. That's God speaking. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I did what? Sent it. That's the attitude of faith. That's the faith of God. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. So when I get that word of God on my lips, I've got to believe that it will go forth and it will prosper in that which it had been sent to do. Do we understand that? Do we understand that? When you release that word, my God shall supply my needs. Expect that that word will go forth and prosper and bring provision for you and your children. Hallelujah. And bring the house rent and settle the bills and do much more than that. Bring you into a place of abundance. You've got to believe that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is how we release faith. And when you look at the stories of Jesus, what did he do to dead man Lazarus? Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. What did he speak do to the winds? You know, when they the, 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 were in the sheep and he was asleep and the disciples called on him. Peace be still. That is the way we have been called to live. Have the faith of God. Don't look at situation and let them be telling you how bad, your, how this is how your life will be turning out. You know, situations can talk. They can gossip, eh? I know they don't gossip. They tell you in front of you. They tell it to you in front of your face to make you feel bad. Say, look, this is how, this is how you, you'll be, your life will be. You continue like this, this is how it, but you are going to stay and say, no, this is what the word of God says about my life. It says my path will shine brighter and brighter. It says God will give me increase more and more. It says God will bless me and multiply me exceedingly. It says I will flourish. It says I will arise and shine because my light has come and the glory of God is not upon me. That is what the word of God says about me. It says I will abound in every good thing. Hallelujah. Do we get that? Do we get that? So we release our faith by speaking. Say I release my faith by speaking. Say faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. So I listen to the word of God. I listen to other preachers. I put the word of God in my mouth. And I speak it out by faith. I get scriptures about my situations. And I feed them into my heart by speaking. And I release them. So in the name of Jesus. 
Glory to God. I release them to go work for me. Now, you need to understand that your faith works. Your faith is your servant. Hallelujah. It works as a servant. You know, Jesus, there was a centurion man that went to Jesus. He said, I'm a man under authority. Hallelujah. He said, I said to one, come, and he comes. How many of us know that story? I said to one, come, and he comes. I said to another, what? Go, and he goes. And Jesus said, see, this is great faith. But the first thing he said, he said, I'm under authority. I'm a man under authority. Child of God, you need to begin to live like people that are under authority. Hallelujah. You know in the realm of the spirit, devils, they know authority. They know they can gauge. Ask the seven sons of Sceva who tried to cast out devils without authority, without being under authority. They said, we know Paul. We know Jesus. We know Paul. But who are you? And the devils trashed them. Right? Understand that you are a man under authority. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this is what... Thank you very much. And this is what um, 4 John 3, 22 says. Whatever we ask of, we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Are we together? Are we together? We need to live. We can't live like rascals, like Pastor T says. Hello? Meaning live, live like, live unto yourself, live anyhow. But they don't come to church. They don't even attend our church. Those people that live like rascals. Since Pastor T started talking about rascals, they left. So we don't have rascals in this church anymore. Shout Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And sin has no power over me. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So he, he understands authorities. I understand authority because I'm subjected. I'm, I am subject to higher authority. Because I'm subject to higher authority, the people under me are subject to other authority. So that to my authority. Are we together? Things respond to you as you respond to God. Are we together? Are we together? Things respond to you as you what? Respond to God. Live as men and women under authority. Not living unto our own selves, but we are living unto him and for him. Are we together? Do we understand that? Do we understand that? Do we understand that? Glory to God. Glory to God. And God has given every man a measure of faith. Maybe somebody is wondering, oh, pastor is speaking big, big grammar. God has given you. That's why you are in church. You believe him. You believe Jesus. Don't you believe Jesus? The people that don't believe Jesus, they can have opportunity here this morning. Hallelujah. But God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Use what you have. In Luke chapter 17, the disciples turned to Jesus and they said, increase our faith. Luke 17, that will be the last place I'll read. Luke 17. My God. Luke 17. What verse is that now? From verse 5. Luke 17 from verse 5. The apostles said to the Lord, to, to, to him, said, Lord, increase our faith. And God's response to them was, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be planted in the seed to obey you. You don't need more faith. That was what we were saying to him. Hallelujah. You only need to plant the faith that you already have as a seed. Hallelujah. And he now said, which of you having a servant plying of Hideka will say to him by and by, uh, when it's come from the field, go and sit down to, to meet. Like, you know, you need, this is the servant. You need to grow. You need to develop more muscles. You need to increase more and more. He said, no, you get that servant working until you are full, until you are satisfied. Is that not so? Take keep using your faith like that. Send that faith on errand, the one that you already have. Don't sit and say, I want to keep waiting until I increase and increase this faith. No, the one you have, begin to use it. Hallelujah. Begin to use it. Because for some people, that is just where they are at. 
Where, just take action. The Lord is my shepherd. Believe that word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And say, I will not want for food. I trust that my that meals, the next meal will come. God will provide for us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Have we learned something this morning? Have we learned something this morning? Now, there are attitudes to faith. I want to encourage you to have. Hallelujah. That faith that is fearless in the midst of the storm. That faith that is always speaking. That faith that says, I can't be stopped like Bart, uh, Bartholomew, the blind man who continues to cry after the master when they say, stop, stop, stop. That attitude that says there is a way. You know the story of the four men who had to break a roof to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus admired their faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have we learned something this morning? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.